Hey man, what it do, what the business is. It is another week in the books with the On Deck TV podcast. I am Spike Lou. Yeah, man. Holla at your boy Animal Brown. You already know Animal underscore Brown on social media if you're looking for me. Absolutely. Same thing for me. I am Spike Lou on those social platforms. Uh, special episode this week. We can't act as if nothing is going on out there in the world outside of hip hop, you know, so a little yeah. special episode, would you say? Yeah, I would say that this is one of those ones, you know what I mean? We yeah. did it with Trayvon. Trayvon. Uh, we did it with Jordan Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this one of them ones right here, like this is a little different. We had thought about doing a specific episode, a hip hop related episode on some normal yeah. shit, but we're and then adding elements of this in. But then we just kind of thought about it, and it was like it's too many layers to peel back on this. And it's a discussion that you know what I mean. People might want to hear. I feel like they would want to hear what we kind of how we how we're viewing it at this point. <clears throat> Absolutely, a conversation uh, between black men, I think, is very key. Right now, you know, sharing our perspectives, using our platform in a way that kind of lets people inside to, of course, we're only two men, uh, but it kind of lets you into what other people may be thinking and people agree, disagree with us. At least we can start a dialogue, have a conversation and, you know, see see our way through this. Absolutely. And and look, it's a hip hop podcast, of course. Uh, so we're going to kind of kick things off centered around the hip hop's response to the George Floyd uh, murder, uh, of course, is the the video yeah, scene around the world. That's um, the tone, and that's what we're talking about. Just in case everybody's like, "What the?" F-? Someone out there that was under a rock and was like, well, "What do they mean?" Right. We're absolutely refer- referring to everything that's been happening over George Floyd's death over the last uh, five to six days. Responses to it, uh, what we've seen, what we think. What did what gauging the the response that hip hop has had in regards mm-hmm. to everything from the incident itself to the protests, to the rioting, I guess, if you want to call it that, or the looting or whatnot. Um, what responses did you... I'm asking you this first, because I have like seven, but mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't want to step on no toes. So what responses from hip-hop did you appreciate and why? From hip-hop, um, I, would, I actually wasn't going to start in hip-hop. I was just going to say overall uh, the responses That's that fine. I had. And one of the ones... That, First and foremost, that jumped out to me was Killer Mike. One of the beginning nights, Killer Mike addressed Atlanta. Killer Mike told how he felt in his history, uh, you know, maybe dealing with this, having family and law enforcement. So I think he gave a a very powerful eight-minute speech. Everybody can't do that, but he was able to pull it off magnificently, however you pronounce that word. He pulled that off greatly and i was very impressed by that but like i say that's what i expect from killer mike usually um the como brothers from cnn the governor of new york and the the one from cnn uh, i think the governor from new york when he named the people going back to rodney king and said that he stands with the protesters that was i think that was a very powerful thing to say for someone in his position um his little brother uh, he gave a monologue uh actually all three of the anchors that i've watched for cnn Como, uh, Don Lemon, Anderson Cooper, they've done great jobs in covering this, not overstepping what they need to do, but also just bringing it to the door. Um, But hip-hop in general, I mean, 
J. Cole was in the streets as he usually is. Yeah. Um, I appreciated the people that didn't know what to say, didn't come out and feel like they had to say anything. Those are the people in hip hop that I appreciated the most. I read over some of the generic statements. I read over some of the PR statements. It seemed like some people's teams released. Uh, but the people that are just waiting, using their platform smartly and addressing the people with genuine feelings, those are the ones that I appreciate that didn't have to rush out there and say anything. Yeah. So those are the ones that I take mainly. Who are some of the people that you appreciate? I, I got several. I want to unpack the Killer Mike shit, though. Okay, let's start he, there. He's definitely on my list. He, along with Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms and T.I., held a press conference that night that they began to uh, protest here in Atlanta. And things, you know, went one. And they, they started off one way. When the sun went down, things kind of went left a little bit. Um, and so they had Keisha Lance Bottoms on TV kind of addressing the crowd. They had, well, not a, the crowd, but you know what I'm saying, addressing the city. Um, T.I. came and said his piece. He needed a haircut in the worst way. Um, he said a few things, you know, he, he did, he did some light work. He knew that killer Mike was behind him, ready to back clean up. So he kept it short. Thankfully, um, killer Mike came in, knocked it out of the park. I agree with about 92% of everything that he said. Um, but I think we, I, I got to disagree with you in TI's case. Mm. I, I, as people know, they listen to this podcast. I love T.I. I'm a big, big fan. For sure. With that being said, it felt like that he was up there for a favor. Um, I'm not taking anything away from Mayor Bottoms. I, I know that she wanted to get faces up there that were strong in the community that people would recognize and respond to. But it felt like that T.I. was up there doing a favor for her. Not if he really believed what he was going to say. Not even now I know this was thrown upon them, so they didn't really have a plan. But sometimes, especially when you're someone like T.I., who's really good with words, it's more impactful for you to be like, man, I don't know what to say. Mm. Instead of trying to pull stuff out of the air like Wakanda and Atlanta's this, I get the sentiment. I totally understand it. But I think it would have been more powerful for someone like T.I., who is usually in abundance when it comes to ideas, thoughts, words. For two days, I didn't know what to say. Right. So I can't put him in front of the whole Atlanta and expect him to step up because he's T.I. I feel like it would have been a little bit more powerful for him to, to just step back in that moment. But that, that, I, that's the position he's put himself in, though. True. That when, is true. When you speak on some of the issues, whether it's the Gucci or whether it's Trump, and he and Killer Mike were on her transition team. So they're yeah. they're in a circle. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it wasn't random to get him up there. You, you're right. He is a strong face in the Atlanta community. He works with uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms outside of this particular incident. So you're absolutely right. It wasn't weird for her to call him. Um, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't advise you turning down a call from the mayor if you're a rapper. I totally get that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think that sometimes it's powerful to be like, man, I don't know right now. Yeah. Do you think what Killer Mike said about, and T.I. as well, about not necessarily tearing up the city was that um, because a lot of people you, people are split on that some people are right. on the side of what does taken from the dior store have to do with george lloyd and then you have other people on the other side that are saying well this is what happens when you get years and years and years and years of not listening to somebody and then when somebody calls for your attention you can't be picky about the way they that they're trying to get your attention Absolutely. So and what I, side, if you're Killer Mike, do you, do you agree with the side he fell on? 
I agree with what you said uh, as far as years, or excuse me, the second part of it. Yeah. You can't gauge how people respond. And I think that Killer Mike, while he did say, you know, don't tear down your own city, he's speaking from a more privileged perspective than those people that were out there raiding and using this as opportunity. Now, you can stand up there and say what I appreciated most about his speech, I will answer your question, is the clear communication. What frustrated me a lot from other people is they weren't clear in their messaging. They weren't clear in what they were saying. Killer Mike was very clear in what he was saying. Though I may not agree with what he's saying about don't tear this up or tear this down because I'm not speaking from such a privileged place, I understood it. I got where he was coming from. He gave context to it, having family, like I said, in the, uh, Atlanta and I think he said East Point Police Department. So it affected him differently. Yeah. And, and, and to be completely honest, like if to do to do to be doing the service of what he was called from Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, he can't stand up and say, burn this bitch down. Right. Like Even though he would like to, he had on a kill your master's shirt. You know, that was pretty, that was a big statement in itself. I agree. I think that he did what he was called up there to do. It was a service. He looked at it as a service. And I don't even, and I could tell from the emotion and how passionate he was about it, that he was torn. You he could was. tell that from it. And that's why I appreciated it. Like I said, I may not agree with it. Like, I ain't, I don't, I won't say I don't care, but some stuff does have to be completely torn down to rebuild it the correct way. And uh, I don't think that he was there with it. But like I said, he was very clear in his message. He was torn. And I understand that. Well, I, I do want to get back on, on the looting aspect to it a little bit later on, but I'm, I'm going to table that just for a second. Uh, I fucked with Killer Mike. I fucked with what he was talking about. I respect J. Cole, MGK, a couple of other artists that were boots on the ground in the crowd walking with the people. I respect that. Um, I respected Drake for stepping up and dropping more bread than he was asked to, uh, coming yeah. off the heels of what Virgil was doing. Virgil was, in case anybody missed this, Virgil Abloh from the you know owner of Off White, he was asked to match contributions that they were doing for certain causes around this particular situation, and the the dollar amount was fifty dollars, and so he matched the fifty dollars, and so he matched it. But the optics of the person who owns Off White, in which you can't purchase a pair of socks for fifty dollars, no. donating an amount of fifty to a, a cause this grand, the optics of it looked terrible. Um, and so he got dragged for that. And I think Drake <laughs> Drake came in bad and clean up and was asked to donate. I want to say maybe like 400, I think, was the number that people were matching. And right. he upped it to 100,000. You know, that, that was an underhand softball right down the middle for him to throw out of the, completely out of the park coming yeah. off the heels of the Virgil incident. So I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, we can stay right there for a second. And I'll tell you what I think. Um it goes to what we're talking about now in the sense of people paying attention. This is this is all about being paid attention to, in a sense, why people are in the streets, why people are looting and tearing things down. Now, if you're someone like Virgil, I understand that you're a busy man. Things come across your phone. You're looking at it on TV. It's happening quick. And you see this thing come across your screen. You reply to it and you reply generically because you don't have time to dig deep into it. I think that goes to, and I ain't shooting him no bell here because he should have paid attention to it, but it goes to our society now where everybody, well, most people did the social media things. You try to do stuff with the fad. You don't really pay attention to it, do your research into it. Mm. I think if Virgil had taken time out to see what that was as opposed to just responding, 
he would have threw a little bit more bread at it, then posted it. But I think he was in that go, go, go mode that some people get when they're successful as him, right? Yeah. And you get in that mode and you're like, oh, okay, 50 bucks to this donation, boom. I could plan on doing more later. I could plan on sending another one, but I can do this right now to show that I'm paying attention. Right. Act like I'm paying attention, rather, and just shoot this out here and people are going to respond to it. When Drake, on the other hand, like you said, he had the benefit of bad cleanup. He looking at it. He paid a little attention. Like, are they doing this amount? Okay, I'm Drake, so I know I got to come with at least this bump. Small things. That's that's what I mean when I said the people who I appreciate it the most are the people that are taking the time to articulate themselves well, make their thoughts and their intentions clear. I think that Virgil got caught up in the mass of what was going on and just doing what everybody else was doing. When you're not everybody else, you're Virgil. Should should people be given enough time, like you said, for things to process and for them to follow up with something? Are we too quick to be like fifty dollars? Fuck <laughs> out of here, you're canceled. Yeah, we are though. Like that, and. That, I can't blame people for doing that because some people are paying more attention. Like the, one true. of the biggest things to this, and we'll get into some causes later, but man, people ain't been working in three months. Yep. People ain't had a lot to do with ain't sports going on there. No more distractions. Yep. So if you say one small thing, your response ain't right. People got time all day to go back and forth about how you were wrong about it. You just get drugged deeper into the mud. Yeah. So yeah, I think that we are moving very quickly, but it's because there ain't anything else to do. This is it right now. Yeah, it's Michael Jackson. What, this is it. Do you think people are moving too quickly? What do you feel about that? No, nah, I mean, I, I, look, we this is a society that we in, man. We're in a microwave society. I'm not saying that's good or bad. We we get information so quick that sometimes we expect that in every instance. And so people aren't given the benefit of the doubt anymore, although right. Virgil has not helped his cause in doing he that. I, down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you remember he had the, the company, you know, brunch or whatever, and it was all white people in his company. It just, it, and it's like, eh, it just kind of, it just looked funny, dude. It's, it's just not a good look. Tone if, deaf, I think is the word. They yeah, use. The, it, it, it's tone deaf. Like yeah. it makes you seem out of touch. So when you do, when you double down on that, and you do something like this, you seem e- even further removed. And it's like, bro, people are so quick to feel like they have to do something in these first seventy-two hours of shit popping off. And I understand why they feel like that because people are standing around saying, "Where is fill in the blank? Who hasn't said anything?" So if you don't say something and you're getting your team together and you're trying to put something together, people look at it as you don't care. If you say something too quick and it's the wrong thing, then you're canceled. If you, Like reason number 327 why I don't want to be famous because you sometimes you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Even if you're somebody like Virgil, who in this case may deserve some of that backlash. I'm not, I'm not letting him off the hook. I'm just giving a perspective all yeah. the way around. Yeah. Hey, could you could he do anything like let's say he let's say he comes out and he says well the proceeds from off-white from here on out whatever he th- decides to do but let's say he makes it up do you think that he's gonna that will help his brand people come off some of the backlash we we talked about this in a group chat yeah. when the 49ers put up their black all black post today and said black lives matter 
it looked as if they're riding the wave of what all of the companies are doing right now. The reason why it looks like you're riding the wave is because it's not genuine and you haven't accepted your responsibility or your role um, in these type of matters previously when you were on the opposite side of the fence. If them or Virgil or entities like the NFL came out, showed accountability, said, you know what? Hey, my bad, y'all. You right. I'm tripping. You know what I mean? I'm, in the, I'm blessed enough or whatever, fortunate enough to be in a position to do X, Y, Z. Let me make up for that. I want to make sure these kids get X, Y, and Z. Here goes my $100,000 donation to so-and-so. I'll make sure my team is more, you know, blah, 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 blah. But you have to own up to the L, though. Like, don't just gloss over it like nothing happened. Tell the people yeah, that's a you good fucked point. up. That's it. That's a, that's a great point. If he had approached this as far as a response with some humility that's and not all. being like, oh, I'm black, black. Like, my nigga. Yeah, I saw you. that. Clearly you're not. Or dark, dark, or whatever the fuck it was that right. he said. That don't register. But coming out and being like, you know what, guys? Like, I was tripping. I had a lot going on. I should have took more time into this. Boom, I go to 100 racks, like you said. Right. Even if you can't, even if it's an L right now, it's going to be less of an L that your brand is taking, like the beating of right like it, it'll be far less of an l if you, even if you ain't got the hundred thousand figure that out later right Call him, you know what i'm saying spend it if you got access to it which i feel like that he does and then you figure it out on the back end because at this point not only are you having to do something to make sure that you're benefiting the cause but you got to save your brand like, yeah. i know that's a crazy thing to think about but it is for people like him now that's a fact and and you know I'm, I'm seeing saying? a lot of brands see here, here's the thing it shambles now Hey, listen, I'm no, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of people speak out. I, I'm seeing a lot of people and brands speak out in support. And some of them seem legitimate and genuine. And then others seem like they're, they're kind of riding like the little PR wave right now. It's real easy to put up a Black Lives Matter post. Like, it's real easy to do that. You black out your joint and put Black Lives Matter. That's extremely easy to do. You ain't got to put no effort into it. You could have fucked over everybody in your... <laughs> you could have fucked over everybody black at your company. You could have an all-white company with no black nothing. You could, like, you could still put Black Lives Matter up so that you're not getting called out of, you know, where have you been at? <clears throat> but it just, it doesn't look genuine. And so you, you just have to do genuine things, which leads me to what I respected, because I, I told you I got some more people. I respected what Tyler, the creator, did. He supported the protesters despite his store being damaged in L.A. I thought that he, you, you, you have to take the high road, even if you know in your heart of hearts that somebody breaking into your clothing store and, and running out with merch and shit, they may have had all intentions just to fuck up your shit and get some free shit to sell online, dude. It may not have a goddamn thing to do with George Lloyd. They just might have been an opportunist taking advantage of the mayhem thinking they can get over and make a couple of bucks that maybe that's the case whatever dude you still have to take the high road if you're a business because in the grand scheme of things man that shit is all replaceable you know what i'm saying like you have to look at it like that and i think once people get out of their feelings and get out of like this week that we in of just craziness then people will be able to speak with a clear mind and and understand that th that shit can be replaced it's all under insurance it's, you know what I'm saying? The, the the bigger issue at hand can't be replaced, which is George Lloyd and the people that have died, you know, at the hands of law enforcement. Like that can't be replaced. So you can't comment on your T-shirts. 
and your fucking $40 shoes that got stolen or whatever. You can't talk about no bullshit like that. Because at the end of the day, it's not on the same scale as what the issue is at hand in the forefront. Maybe down the road we can touch on that, but for this week, maybe just this week, can we yeah. stick to the subject? Just this week, though, if that's not, if that's not too hard. Uh, yeah, that's fair. And Tyler's response was impressive to me off of some of the things that you said is because people are in need right now. And though they may not be out there uh, 100% about George, though they may be out there for all the wrong reasons, the fact of the matter still remains People are in need, whether they haven't been working for the last three months, whether they've been oppressed their whole life. Most of the people that are out here in these streets, they they need something. That's why they out there. So Tyler yeah. Creator not being like, man, my store got raided. Like you said, they got insurance. I can get another one. But recognizing the fact that even if that happens to me, I'm not in need. Now I'm speaking from Tyler. If he if he's looking at it and most of the people who are in privilege would start right there and start and say, yeah, my store got fucked up or uh, like the dude over um, Mark Jacobs. Yeah. Mark Jacobs was like, fuck it. Man, I, I will build another store. And Mark Jacobs is a strong brand. I know they got money and, and, and good insurance. But he was speaking from a person who has it. And yeah. right now, the people that are out in the streets are the people that don't have it. Mm. Those are the people that are taking stuff. And if you, you have to respect that, whether they out there for the reasons that we see fit on as black men on TV or whether they out there just because they, they tired of the shit in America that they see, they're out there for a reason. And the people that have it and, and, and are able to, you know, necessarily not be out in these streets because they don't got to, they got it. Yeah. And they can't look down at those people for raiding the shops and, and doing these things out of need. What percentage of people do you think put on their shoes Thursday night to specifically go and break into a store and leave out with stolen goods. <laughs> I wouldn't put a number on it, but I do think that there is a, we can't acknowledge that there were people that are not out there for the right reasons. Some people out there just to tear shit up. Some people out there to start uh, violence and some people out there for the right reasons. But I, like you said, or like the question that you asked, I do, there were people out there that were out there to do that. They yeah. put their shoes on, they, they put their clothes on, they, they taped up their knuckles, and they was going out there. I think I'm finna hit this off white store. I'm finna <laughs> hit this fresh goods store. I'm finna walk away with these J's, these Apple phones. People were 100% looking for a comma, but that's part of the problem, I feel like. That's where we are in mm. America. Like, that's part of the issue i think and the injustice that people are fighting for not only did a black man get killed in front of our eyes but it, it even stems from a larger issue of the police being called on him by the store behind a fake counterfeit bill him not being able to uh afforded any any leeway he wouldn't afford any leeway that this wasn't true or anything like that this is bone we own him yeah. he in handcuffs now my foot on his neck and it's gonna be right here for eight minutes and that is part of the thing. Probably I'm rambling here, but that's part of the thing why people are out there because people feel like that can happen to them and they can happen to them because they don't have. Yeah. So people are going out there to get. To I, 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 also, I also respected what Apple Music did. The um, blackout was dope. That I thought that was, I, I was impressed by that. The, the blackout day, the music blackout, if you tried to go under the browse section on Apple Music, it was just one page and it was a message in regards to everything that was going on. And then there was a button that you could press for a radio station. And when you press play on the radio station, it was all black empowerment music. And I thought that was, I was like, oh, shit. I'm talking about they playing like, fuck the police. Like, I was like, shit. 
Is that Jimmy Iovine? He over Apple, right? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, well, well I mean, he, I expect that. Beats I expect, and, he with Beats yeah. and he tied, he tied in with Apple a little bit. Yeah, I think that people over there at Apple, I think they're in touch. They know what's going on. Um, the music industry has been down since COVID started, right? Super down. Like, they've been down for like the last three months. I ain't not to take away from what they did, but they are in tune, and that's something that brands can pay attention to, not just reacting, but coming up with innovative ways to make you stand out and show that you really do care. Like, putting all Black Empowered movement, I'm sure that pissed a lot of Apple subscribers off. Oh, my God. But they was like, fuck it, we're going to do it anyway. What you going to do? Sign up for Spotify? Did Spotify do it? No, 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 they didn't. They put some playlists up there. Title put some playlists up, but yeah. I'm thinking, I'm saying what the Apple is probably their alternative is like, what y'all, what are our users going to do? Are they going to leave and sign up for Spotify? I think they already last anyway. That's true. <laughs> Not to take nothing away from them, but they ain't going to lose no subscribers. No, title in, title in third. Oh, title is in third, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Two more people real quick that I was fucking with. I fuck with, with, and this is a prime example, and you said, you alluded to this early. Everybody is not equipped to make a statement and be able to communicate it in the way that maybe a killer Mike is able to do, or, you know, insert your favorite artist slash spokesman. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay-Z behind the scenes called the Minnesota governor and had the attorney general step in and take over the case. And also rock nation put out full page ads across the country today, dedicating them to George Floyd. I, in my opinion, plays like that behind the scenes, getting the people in place to make sure that this trial or conviction turns out the way that we need it to turn out is using your celebrity or your power or money or whatever influence in a way that's different from what everyone else is doing. I saw several celebrities tweeting, IGing, all of that, and I, I'm, I'm fucking with all of it. That's cool. That's dope. Somebody, one, two, three, four, five people need to be on the horn making calls to the people that make moves and, you know, have the, their foot directly on the situation, which is what the Minnesota governor does. Like, he's right there. I mean, this is your backyard. So he's hands on with it. If somebody with some influence can make a call and a power play, to make sure the right person is in place. Get the other attorney general out of there. He won't be he won't talk about nothing. Get this nigga right here in here, and we're gonna make sure y'all don't fuck this up. Like, that's a play that I respect, and that's more of a I, I don't say a chess move, but that that's 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 different from what everybody else may have the ability to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if Tyler the Creator can make that call. I don't know. So yeah. if I'm someone of Jay's stature, then you make a stature play like that and get on the horn. And I think um, Van Jones linked them together. You make mm-hmm. call. You make a couple of calls. It's three degrees from separation nowadays anyway. It's two degrees if you hold. And you make a power play like that. You don't have to be all on Instagram. I don't need Jay to make an Instagram video. I swear I don't. I don't need any of that shit. These are the plays I'm looking for, though. I'm here for that, though. <clears throat> That's an impressive move. You're absolutely right. Even more impressive, Jay-Z being in a position to do that. Uh, Timothy Walls, Walls, that's the uh, governor yeah. of Minnesota, uh, the person that he called. And it's an impressive stance to take as Jay-Z to be able to get this guy on the phone, white guy, 50, middle, middle-aged, 50-year-old white man, to have the connections for him to 
respect you enough to have a conversation and listen to what you have to say and then you being articulate enough to say hey this is what i think should happen and it happened that's that's dope yeah uh, i would million percent like you said i'm impressed by those plays those are the plays or those are the things that we need happening like yeah. jay doing stuff like that and, and working those back channels more black people being in position to work those back channels is how we come over what we see as far as people feeling like there's consequences for killing us out in these streets yeah is, is what we continue to work on i think what we're fighting for and and so yeah i agree that's impressive yeah, I mean, because somebody has to do that. Like, I, I'm, yeah. like I, I'm fucking with all the social media love and the donations and all that. Like, I'm, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Who can make a play though? Like, who can make a call and cost a, a shot or two? That like, however you want to leverage it, I don't know. But who can do that? Like, let's get some people on that as well. Um, and then lastly, I, LL Cool J made a tweet and he got annihilated for it. He tweeted out something to the effect of, I wonder how biracial parents are talking to their kids about this situation. Something to that effect. He was posing a question and he got lambasted for it because people were saying, what does that have to do? (laughs) He got killed. They were asking, what does that have to do with this particular situation? Because again, this was a little bit early in the game. Emotions were high. (laughs) <laughs> if, if you're anybody, if like if you got a soul whatsoever, you watch that video, like it's crazy as fuck. Like you, it's really yeah. hard to not feel some type of way, um, especially if you look like us. So people are looking at LL like, nigga, why are you worried about that? You know what I'm saying? Like that's a whole nother thing that ain't really got too much to do with that. And LL did a freestyle, which I didn't need to hear. We're going to oh skip that. God. Yeah, I'm good on that. I'm going to be honest. But he went on Instagram live. It had a little mini IG live rant. That I did fuck with though, because he was telling people what we talked about earlier, not to be so quick to jump down someone's throat that's not on the same wavelength as you. He said, look, dude, people are angry. I get it. He said, I'm the type of person who likes to see things at multiple angles so I can understand the entire picture. Now, if you're only focused on the surface level, then that's cool and stay over there, but don't throw rocks at people who are looking at the entire picture and want to know all angles because that's in his words is how you win. And now you can be one dimensional and continue to lose. Cause right now you could argue we're losing. That's you, bullshit though. What's what like, is? Cause that's to, all he's going to he, tell one lie. I put down there. No, he didn't tell one lie, but my issue is, don't respond to backlash and say, well, I'm smarter than you. Nigga, okay, yeah, you may like to think on multiple levels, but you're clearly not smart enough to articulate what you're trying to say via Twitter because uh, it didn't come off the right way. You're like, well, I wonder what biracial, like, that's cool that you're thinking that, but this is not the right time. Like, we were talking about reading the room. And mm. part, what biggest some of my biggest issues, and I'll go back to this and I'll say this again, clear and unclear communication. Like, LL Cool J is not a tweeter. Like, you probably can look down his timeline, and he probably tweets every two, three weeks. If I'm wrong, I don't know. I won't follow LL Cool J. But I don't take him as the type of person that tweets. So for you to release a statement via Twitter, and that's the first thing that people hear from you is, I wonder what biracial, like, who cares, bro? Yeah, you're going to get this heat. Because you should have dropped that freestyle first, saying all of those smart things and how you think. And 
then you come and drop that tweet and people have some context. But, bro, you're not a tweeter. You're a rapper. So I feel like that that's unclear communication and I, I can't give him any leeway for doubling down. Like you said, that's good. That He's absolutely right. But I don't agree with how he rolled it out. People need to be clear. Like, just because the kids tweet, just because other people have been successful at Twitter doesn't mean that everyone can do it. Like, Meek Mill can tell him that. Like, it, it ain't for everybody. So quit acting like you can put your responses and, and, and your thoughts, especially if you're a deep thinker like LL claim he is, in 140 characters. The thing, the issue, why he was so, he felt some type of way in his little rant was because that people were shitting on him for his question. Yeah. Not, and now, and I, I said this too, a lot of times it's about timing, clearly. Right. I don't even necessarily think that that was the right time for him to ask the question. However, I can't call him stupid for asking it, though. That's Those are two different things. <laughs> My nigga, you, you asked that at the wrong time is one thing. Nigga, you smart stupid people can ask stupid questions. questions different. That's <laughs> no, different. Smart people can ask stupid questions. And timing has a lot to do with when a question is stupid or smart. Like you say, I don't blame him for the question. It's a very, it's a fair question, especially if if you know biracial people or if you're dealing with that and you're like, hey, that's a fair question. I get it, but that's not the time for it. Like we don't like to be completely honest with you. I don't care what biracial parents are telling their children. Uh, that that's not the thing that I'm concerned about right now. And I think that that was the sentiment of most of the people who seen his statement. Like, what where does that come from? That, but so. that, the fact that somebody doesn't care doesn't make the question stupid, though. It doesn't. You're right. Like, like I said, it's not a stupid question. The timing was questionable. The, I thought, the con- I, I, like, not giving context is questionable. Like, even then, like, okay, bro, let's say you do want to do this via Twitter. You don't drop the freestyle anything. Lead up to it. Say, hey, man, I'm a deep thinker. Tweet. Sometimes I sit and wonder about how things play out, especially with this situation. Tweet. With those two tweets that I just put out, I wonder what biracial parents tweet. Like you can do, you can lead up to it and do it in a way that it makes sense, but it just didn't make any sense how you just throw that one thing out there without any context. Man, then you, try you, to double down and say, "Well, I'm smart and y'all not. That's why y'all didn't get it." Like, no, nah, I think you want clear. Listen, you just went through a damn scripted television series <laughs> version of that nigga tweeting. That's not how tweets work, dude. At all, if, niggas, niggas it's tweet. not. They, they don't work that way if you don't know how to work them. They you and I are loud, very they're, familiar. They're... You and I are very familiar with Twitter. And see, like I say, that that was very easy for me. You're absolutely right. LL Cool J shouldn't be doing this if it wasn't that easy for him. Go to the freestyles. That's my whole point. Like I ain't disagreeing with anything that you said. I'm just disagreeing with maybe the timing or the platform. If 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 that wasn't as easy as I just made it seem for him then go do the freestyle on IG Live. Don't lead with the tweets. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm like, this ain't your generation. This ain't, you, you in the wrong, you're on the wrong freeway, boss. Like, you need to be over there with the older people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to get this heat if you out here with the kids and you ain't talking about what they talking about. I'm glad he led with the freestyle because without that, I would not have, uh, I, I'm glad he led with the tweet because without that, we would have got the rant and I needed all the rants. <laughs>
That shit was hilarious to me. Dude. Big and LA good for a rant. I mean, Big LA good for a rant, though. And like I say, man, I ain't knocking him. I understand. I know his intentions probably were bad. It wasn't, he didn't mean to, like, he wasn't meaning to be insensitive. I don't think that at all. But I just don't think that he 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 planned that out well, man. You got to, you gotta, especially right now, man, like, you got to stay in your lane. Like, a lot of people have lost a lot of traction, like, getting out of their lane. Like, these Instagram comedians, these reality show stars, like, they ain't in their lane when they making statements and shit just because they got a million Instagram followers. Don't do that. That's you go fact. to your platform and you, like, you and I, I don't know, did you do an IG Live? Have you tweeted about this? Um, I've retweeted a lot of shit. But have you, like, articulated any thoughts any, on any other platform? Mm, not really. Not of my personal feelings. I was saving it for this. Right. Are you more comfortable here, right? Like, for you sure. and I are talking, and this is what you do. Yeah. I think most people should take that thought process with it. Like, don't people are getting out of their comfort zone trying to release statements because they think it's going to be good for their brand. Like, this ain't the time. Stick to what you know. Stick to how you do it, and then try your best to articulate yourself in that way. If you make music, make music. Like, if you write poems, write poems. Like, I laughed at the people. I ain't gonna lie, it was funny, and I kind of was, <laughs> I didn't want to see it. But hey, some people do that spiritual dancing and stuff, and that's what they were doing out there in the streets. I ain't knocking you if that's what you do, if that's how you express yourself. And I don't expect those people to hit Twitter and, and, and put out the best statements, just like I don't expect tweeters to go out there in the streets and dance. Yeah, stop the dancing. That's what I would say. That dancing shit, shit was some slow. But hey, man, that's how some people express themselves. Why? But they need to do that somewhere else, though. Like, Bruh. that needs to be done, not, not on the front line where the police are. Like, that needs to be with the soldiers. Like, there, man. I don't need no dancers on the front line, bro. The shit look like, like you got served, dude. Like, what, the, what are y'all yeah. doing? And then I seen people doing a fucking two-step and a line dancing. And I was like, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all Cupid <laughs> shuffling? What are you doing? Oh, my God. That, that, that doesn't make sense, man. Too. But people, speaking of people who need to stay in their lane, is there anyone, hip-hop or, or whatever, that missed the mark um, with their comments? I go back to T.I. and I shit on my boy, man, but uh, I like I said, sometimes it's more powerful to be like, hey, you, nah, I'm good. Uh, so that was one of the ones that jumped out to me. Um, again, people that steps out, stepped outside of their platforms, trying to put memes up. Uh, Desi, uh, the comedian on Twitter, I, I, that one jumps out to me, though I don't feel like he was a million percent wrong in what he said or did is just he didn't articulate it clearly and that came back to bite him um those are the two that jump out to me you said you had another list of people people overreacted to the desi shit though he was wrong i'm not but... sure that was an overreaction man. nah he, that like, wasn't cancel worthy that wasn't cancel nah, well not cancel worthy yeah, but like well, a, he don't have like a lot stop. of skin in the game though like that's why you have to be careful right now, bro. Like he ain't got enough skin in the game to be putting up more looking bitches and comparing them to saying this is why y'all niggas is wrong right now. You just can't do that, my nigga. Not Listen, right now. What he put up skin, was bro. was uninformed for yeah, sure. Okay. Right. However, I don't know if niggas was just sensitive that day or like suit because <laughs> that that is not. Oh man, I'm canceling this nigga. Oh man, I'm unfollowing him on, on every day. Page oh my day. god, I'm spreading this. Oh my god, I'm writing a ten page essay <laughs> on how he's a cool now and all. All of a sudden, he's all of this. Like, bro, stop. The nigga, nigga, what niggas need to do is, hey, bro, let me educate you on why what you're saying is incorrect. All the extra 
like, bro, all that shit is extra, man. You just want to hear yourself speak. Or you just wasn't fucking with him to begin with. One of the two, which is fine. But that, that wasn't cancel-worthy, like, man, like that. No, nah, it wasn't cancel-worthy. Like, stop. They were tripping. They were people were doing way it, too much. It, it, it definitely went cancel worthy. But uh, the chick Shanika that was crying over the store, you know what I'm talking crying about? Crying over the store. Uh, oh, well, was it her home business? Girl. Tiny home girl. No, 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 tiny home girl. I don't know. I, you, know you, you watch about? those reality shows, sir? I do not. You 100. percent You probably had a crush on this chick and everything when we first moved <laughs> down here today. But the little chunky chick named Shanika, I think it's her name. She was crying, wondering why people had to raid Gucci and why people. Had... <laughs> That's a joke, bro. That had to be a joke. Nah, she was dead ass in tears. And then she tried to double back and say, "Well, it was edited, but it was on IG Live. So how did it get edited?" That she had Come to on, be joking, bro. bro. She was dead ass, bro. Who, who, who do you have? Someone else? Uh, yeah, I thought Lil Wayne missed it. Um, Wayne tried what, to what say, did he say he he tried to blame us. He, he was like, "Man, you know, look look at us. Look how we do this. Look how we do that, hey, bro." And you, <laughs> when you're little Wayne and you just started game banging at 35, and like mm. you're constantly like two cups this and all of it. And you're oblivious to life outside of the studio. He is the last nigga on earth to speak on any type of social issue, bro. Stop the madness. Like, that's a that's a discussion. What we can do for ourselves is a discussion that needs to be had. It does not need to be had the week of a police officer killing an unarmed black man handcuffed with their knee to their neck for eight minutes straight. I, 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 I don't understand why that conversation had to happen today. That is what where that loses me. Um, that look, um, We can have that conversation another day, bro. I, we don't need that two days in the middle of the country being on fire, bro. Like it, that, that's true. that doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to be honest. No way. is. I don't know, man. He he's out. He's too far out of touch for me to even consider anything that he ever says serious. You talk about a guy that's been in a bubble his whole life since he was eleven years old, right? Like he, ain't, I don't think that he's ever really dealt with um, what people are mad at. He said racism doesn't. He said he's never experienced yeah, racism. Remember that? Yeah, he said he never experienced racism. Yeah. he's been famous since he was eleven years old, so he might. I doubt it, right? Uh, but he might be right, and. That goes to him, like he—he he just been in a bubble his whole life. So I—I'm not surprised when I say this. I want to ask you about one of them that I see here, the dream. He essentially said the same thing that Killer Mike said. He tweeted, "Dear people, if you're not from Atlanta, don't come here. Please go home. I own things in this city. A lot of blacks own things in this city, from Bankhead to Buckhead. Do not destroy property that negates the decades of work. My children will not be set back by you. How you feel about that?" Now he yeah he got lambasted for that too. Here's my thing about that. If bro, let's say me and you happen to be downtown when some of this shit pop off, but we we on Edgewood, we chilling, and we see okay. out of towners hop off a trolley in front of Killer Mike Barbershop and pick up a trash can and try to throw it through the glass of Killer Mike Barbershop. We might beat them up ourselves, dude. <laughs> Like, because we know that that's not like, hey, man, what you doing, bro? Like, this ain't, why you over here for? Like, this right. ain't Lee. This alone, my nigga. Like, what are you doing, fam? Like, that, so I understand the sentiment of somebody saying that. Because sometimes it's hard to look at the bigger picture when it's your shit that's getting tore up. 
I understand that because you're emotionally attached to it. You saw what J.R. Smith did. J.R. Smith seen a nigga breaking <laughs> his shit. He didn't go, well, this is for the nigga bigger. No, nah, he put hands on a nigga that was breaking his car. And then true, personal property and business is two different things. No, nah, like, not, come not when you're a business owner. Man. No, it's not. That's true. I'm nah, okay. bro. No, nah, when you're a business owner, that's your baby, my nigga. Period. Like, yeah, I don't nobody. Fair. Trust me, that barbershop is killer Mike's son. I'm like, I'm telling that's you. Fact. Yeah, so no, nah, but but so that's so I understand the frustration when it comes to especially because when, when Killer Mike goes on TV and says Atlanta is different, I been here ten years. I know what he means by that. You understand what I'm saying? Like I get what that means. I read in between the lines of when he says, "Bro, hey, Atlanta different." Dog. Like, I don't know about Minnesota. Like, I don't know about. But in the A, it's a little bit of a different thing going on down here. We're not uh, behind like Minneapolis may be, which has one of the poorest African-American um, uh, salary rates in the country, which I did not know until now. That's not necessarily the case down here. So like, th- so he's speaking from that perspective of somebody who lives down here. And, in, and we come from Nashville. We know the difference in between there successful black societies and yeah it's 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 night and day bro like so i I personally get that but and i'd have to ask the dream to step outside of his own self for a second and take the title to create a route even if it's a hard pill for him to swallow you still have to acknowledge you have to acknowledge people's pain man and people see earlier reports of the dream and this shit selling this catalog for 80 million plus. Like, you got to acknowledge that people out here don't got that. So do not destroy property that negates the decades of work. My children will not be set back by you. People are responding to that and saying, man, my children are set back right now. Yeah. That's why I'm out here in these streets fighting. So, again, you got to remove yourself from the situation. His his statement though it may be true Atlanta is different you're absolutely right it comes off as selfish Last yeah for sure it, it, right it, it, even, to, even to be fair that shitty work photo like that's the yeah, thing man. it is man like I'm not you you right like, that, fair, those, that's your baby right. you're gonna you gotta take time now like we said though man he probably was pissed off and went right to Twitter yeah for you sure you know what I'm saying like, he probably was standing in the stove while it was fucked up and broken to shit that shit out looking I'm, at his little girl you know I'm what I'm saying looking at her if he uh-huh. said that in a, in our group chat, yeah, that would be, be one like, thing. He would have got all likes. Everybody in the chat would have liked it. Yeah, that that's one thing. But you take a second. Like, if you got to get that comment off, get that off in the group chat amongst mm-hmm. in a safe space. <laughs> don't don't do that in the public with people that don't know you, because it's gonna come off in a whole nother way. Um, another person about, I thought I got I, I, I had another one for you. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go, go ahead. back and forth. Your man's Tyler Perry. Uh, and like I said, I just uh, I don't, hey, listen, keep it real. I don't stand for too much Tyler Perry slander. He's been on a roll lately. Like, I know this your man, so I want to know what you think about what he says. Uh, he spoke to George Floyd's immediate family, and they wanted a peaceful protest. He says that he did, he says that the family is seeking unity, not division. And what's going on in the streets is why is not what George Young, excuse damn, I said George Young, George Lord would have wanted. Okay. He's getting a lot of backlash for that. People are saying that this isn't the time to be peaceful. Uh, he said, I spent the, the, the past few days with an extremely heavy heart having a very having very high-level conversations with people who don't look like me, people who may not believe what I believe, people who don't know what it is to be black in America. 
but I listen to them. Okay. Do you think he should receive backlash for it? That's your man's. I know you're gonna give him a little bit more leeway than usual. You just you don't think nothing's wrong with that I mean, being saying, saying essentially what people are going in on him for is saying he's saying be peaceful. He's saying don't be out here protesting and looting essentially the same thing in the game and what people are giving killer Mike Flag for. Man, I can't look, man. I like I <laughs> like it I it's tough because I don't have an expectation of Killer Mike or Tyler Perry or any of these people who are faces of Atlanta going on TV and saying, hey, man, fuck shit up. Matter of fact, go buy my store and fuck it up. Like, I, I just, that's not, to me, that's not realistic, dude. It, like, it's just not. So my expectation may be a little different from people, but if somebody were to go on TV, if you got two people on TV and, they, and one person said, hey, man, y'all be peaceful, and then, and then somebody said, hey, man, y'all fuck this shit up, I'm respecting both of their vantage points. I'm not canceling either lie. one of them. I ain't gonna lie, he body in this. Have you seen this statement? Uh-uh. Let me read this. We can Who is this, Tyler to Perry? Tough. He said, I want you to know that while some of us are protesting out there, other, others of us have the gift of being able to pick up the phone and go straight to the people who have the power with the stroke of a pen to be able to affect change. And it takes all of us black people to do our part. Think about this, please. We're only 12 to 14 percent of the U.S. population. With a number like that, we need allies that don't look like us, allies who are not in the 12 to 14 percent, but want to be in the number that help us. And you got to know I wasn't the only one doing this. There are a lot of high profile black people, Oprah, Jay-Z, Diddy, athletes, politicians, business leaders, preachers, community leaders, on and on who are doing the same thing I was doing to help us all. A lot of white people that are famous and I was talking to that want to know how they can help. One actually said, teach us what we need to know. And see, here's so, <clears throat> here's one He said issue. there's power in being able to talk to the other side. There's power in being heard. I, I guess what people may give you the slack for was saying that we needed white people to help us, which is a that, true statement, though. But yeah, well, well, people got to be able to discern what things mean. Saying we need white people to help us is not him begging for acceptance and the what. That's yeah. not what that means. That's something different. If it's a numbers game, this is what LL Cool J was talking about, bro. <laughs> like LL Cool J said, if and I've been saying this for about three years because I just realized it my damn self. If you present people with a problem that has more than one variable to it or you, ha you have to go more than one level beneath the surface, you can lose some people. And they'll go right back to the surface level and only pick from the low-hanging fruit. If somebody thinks that he is talking about we need acceptance from the community and he cool and he that, that's a surface-level thought. You have to go under that. It's a numbers game. 12%. What is 12% out of 100%, bro? What are you going to change with that, my nigga? You can't do anything with that, fam. Like, that's that's numbers, though. Unless you're all of a sudden going to multiply yourself into the majority, that's not going to happen. So you have to think in a way where you get people to leverage other people, dog. Like, that, that, you have to do that. I don't understand why that is lost upon people and they get that confused with other shit. I, that, I don't get that. I don't think that way. That doesn't make me any smarter or dumber. I just don't think that way. Now you need allies, one hundred percent. Like, and I think the people that don't realize that, uh, people probably belong on the front lines and not making the plans and the strategies. 
But now that everybody has Twitter, everybody is making plans, plots, and strategizing on Twitter and on social media, and they don't need to be. That's true. That is true. Um, What about... Oh, you had one. Go ahead. Oh, my last one was Beyonce. Shout out to Beyonce. I know... So here's the thing, man. This is when people feel like they have to say something. I don't know if you personally have ever watched a Beyonce interview or heard her uh, do any type of press. She can come off very robotic. And although I believe personally that she's genuinely um, interested in getting issues corrected, man, when she does these press releases, they're very... uh, They can come off dry. Like I, I don't know what it is about her when it comes to that. She doesn't need to take the camera to the face, let me talk into it route. I, in my opinion, even though it's a big look for her because she's a big star, I think there has to be another way for her to do that because it can come off disingenuous and just a little bit stale. And that's not, I don't know if that's just her personality or the way she speaks, but it makes it makes it waters down what it is that she's trying to do. And, I, and it, her shit gets lost in translation. You hit the nail on the head when you you, you, you breezed on personality. Yeah. It's always struck me as weird, and I hope the beehive doesn't come at me for this, but it's always struck me as weird. It's how someone as successful as Beyonce had such a dry, nervous, tense, anxious like, person, anxious. Yeah, yeah. That, that's very surprising to me. I, I know most famous people that is famous to Beyonce, they have their tics, but at least they are in interview stats, it's like Jay-Z's quiet, but he still like dominates a room. You know what I'm saying? Mm. He's just smooth. He, he has his presence. Beyonce's never really had that presence. And it's strange to me because she is so good at what she does. And she's such an amazing star. But I agree with you. If you look back through her interviews or any of her press release stuff, it's always like very like tense. I think her, I like think what she did at the Super energy. Bowl is the perfect way for her to make a statement. Going back to what we said about LL Cool J, what I said about coming and doing and addressing people where you're comfortable is very important because you're going to be able to relay. Uh, you're going to be able to relay your message a lot more clearly because you're comfortable. People can feel when you're not comfortable, man. People know like that energy shit ain't ain't a joke. That shit is real, yeah, man. Fact. People know and can pick up if you're not confident in what you're saying, if you don't believe that shit. And I'm not saying that that was the case with Beyonce, but it's very hard to read her because she does have that personality that she was speaking on. So I agree. That's one of those cases where you're like, I I really didn't need Beyonce to say anything uh, live. You can release a statement and, and do something that way. I can see a donation where you put this buddy towards that, but I didn't need that Instagram live. And I don't like that people are doing that anyway. Like, why hasn't such and such said it? Where's Kendrick Lamar? He hasn't said anything. Like, man, you said that because that's your man's, though, but it's cool. Well, that's that true. But it's just still like, why are people, you don't have to. I don't think that people signed up to be social warriors when they signed up to be famous, though some of them take the money and they, they, they do or play the part. And I get why people are mad because they made an investment in people and they want to see that investment pay off in times like this. People want to look at celebrities and stars and say, yeah, he's with me. That person gets it. But I don't think 
that people are being fair when they are holding people or pushing them to say something when they may not be comfortable. I ain't never seen Kendrick Lamar address nobody. Mm. Like, especially on no shit like this. I've only like seen it in his art. Yeah, like I, I heard to Pimp a Butterfly. Even if you go back to those noisy interviews, that nigga don't look comfortable doing that. Could you imagine him trying to talk to this? I feel like Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, Abso, those niggas are like, they really probably only come out of their shell around each other's or they're real homeboys. Like, mm. When Kendrick Lamar was being interviewed for that noisy interview, he wasn't even ever really like, even when the dude was sitting right there talking to him in the chair, he wasn't never really engaged. Like, yeah, I can speak to you um, until his homeboy was around, until his homeboy was sitting right there talking with him. Anytime it was Kendrick and they, the white guy one-on-one, it was always like a, uh, he was a level removed. And I don't think that Kendrick Lamar growing up, as we've heard from Good Kid, Mad City, is a person to hold a press conference or an IG live. Like, that nigga don't do any of that shit. So it's surprising for me to people to be like, well, I wonder what he has to say. We're not wondering what he has to say, but one statement. It's natural to wonder what he has to say. And and that's another thing real quick, too, that leads to what kind of Tyler Perry touched on, letting people know, like, hey, it's people behind the scenes making plays. We go, there's a trust issue with blacks and our black celebrities because – People have feel like we've had the wool pull over our eyes so many times with people that come and get the bag and leave. It's true. And don't give a you shit. You got to be transparent, man. Like, some yeah, stuff sometimes you can't, you everything can't be done in the light. Bro. That's true. That's absolutely true. You can't fuck it up and let people know about it before, you know, stepping on it. Right. But because of the situation that we're in, like you said, and people being, our people especially being taken advantage of, People gonna be skeptical, man. Like they're gonna like they're gonna look at you very harshly during these times, fair or not. Do you, know? do you think Don Lemon was I know that's your man's uh um, yeah, Don Lemon, he's been bodying this shit. He been now he's been shaking it lately. He, he called out a couple of celebrities, shit. man. Diddy, Drake. Uh this was before the donation. Um he said that they had been reaching well, some celebrities have been reaching out to him. Asking, what can I do? Asking kind of what can I do, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> And he kind of put them on blast, like, hey, like, where y'all at, Puff? You know what I'm saying? A couple of people, like, what, did he overstep his boundary or was he on point for doing that? I respect him for doing that, man. I think that he was right on point. Hey, it's up to people like him who we're comfortable with, who we receive information from because he does it on a nightly basis. He kind of pulled the curtain back. And that's mm. important during times like this. Like, we don't want, I guess to answer my own question that I just asked, one of the reasons that we want statements and one of the reasons people are dying to hear what other people think, they want to know that you feel like them. So when Don Lemon, I can understand getting them texts and people like, man, this is so messed up. And what are you going to say on air? How are you going to handle this? And I know he thinking like, nigga, what, what are you going to do? Like, right, 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 right. like, why are you texting me? Yeah. Like, nigga, I'm just on CNN. I, I could understand the frustration. I mean, I've gotten some instant messages or DMs of people like, well, well how you ain't say anything, you know, like even prior to being able to address it. So I get what Don Lemon is saying. I don't think he's out of bounds. Uh, I don't feel like everybody got to respond either That's to true. what he was saying, you know, but I don't think that he's out of bounds. He's very well within his right, especially if they reached out to him. If they trying to have it on a private, like, well, hey, man, I just I know it's going to be rough on the air and I appreciate what you're doing. You get one, two minute in them, I appreciate what you're doing, text without seeing the, hey, I see you doing it too, man. And it's going to frustrate you, I believe. What do you think? 
No, nah, listen, he's within his right to do that, man. If, if he had an expectation, if he talked to them two or three nights ago and he gave them some good advice on what to do and two to three days done passed by and he ain't heard a word, hey, man, fuck it. Like, hey, where y'all at? Like, yeah. I, I know y'all got good intention. I know y'all reached out, but, like, where, I'm putting the pressure on. Sometimes it's okay to put the pressure on your people. That's okay. Thanks. Like, like pressure bumps, bust pipes. These are celebrities with teams. They're capable of pulling off whatever it is that they want to pull off. Let me put the pressure on you. Let you. I'm not gonna let you off the hook. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna ease up. And then, and then he need to back his shit up with what he's saying and doing too. So it's you hold your friends accountable, and I think everybody levels up, and you know shit get done when you when you when you move like that. I wasn't mad at it. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't mad at that. Shout out to uh, Floyd Bayweather too, paying for the funeral. Oh, we yeah, probably I, give oh, him you, a lot of slack. But did you know the um, the owner of the store offered to do that previously though? I heard him on a. Um, I didn't know that. I just yeah. asked you a question. Uh, one of the podcasts that I was telling you about on our mailbag show that um, I think it was a first podcast, uh, ABC News. They interviewed him, and it was actually a inter good interview. It was like two or three minutes, and uh, he was talking about his policy of you know uh, what happens if someone has a counterfeit bill. He trains his team to address it with the person. Um, give them an opportunity, you know, say, hey, man, this ain't real. You can pay it or I can call the police. Right. And the guy who runs the store, they speak favorably of in the community. They say he's one of the few people like this. I guess it's a very police-ridden area. So other store owners call the police. They talk nasty to you. They said this guy knew everybody's name. And to make a long story short, the clerk who thought the bill was fake or came to find out the bill was fake was new and hadn't been trained. Mm. So instead of addressing the issue he called the police immediately and he was fired for that yeah yeah, um, yeah. I, I, so, I wonder how he feel right now oh my god and he's 17 kid ah that's yeah, rough kid man yeah that's, that's tough um yeah. real quick though ice cube was supposed to make it on good morning america early last week like i'm talking about right as this shit popped off mm. he decided to skip that um he he said he didn't feel like having a good morning on for America right now. <laughs> he didn't feel like telling America good morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was actually pretty slick. Uh, First of all, before we get into that, oh. just on a lighter note, it's crazy how much Steven Jackson and George Floyd looked alike, not to be related. That's nuts. No, they are related. Is, they real brothers? Yeah, I thought. No, I think he was just saying, that's my brother. No, I, think I thought they were family, bro. <laughs> I don't think they related, bro. No, they got to be. Look at them. They, they look alike, but I don't they have to be, be bro. Related. I was, you can't call a nigga your brother and y'all look alike and y'all not really brothers, though. It's like, on CNN not... right now. I think the CNN would say cousin or something. It says one on one with George Floyd friend Stephen Jackson. Nah, that's a misprint. That's fake news. <laughs> niggas look. That's crazy. I think that's how they met. I think that they were running in some of the same circles and dude was like, man, you look just like this nigga. And Stephen Jackson, like, I don't believe that. And it was like, nah, you look just like this nigga. Because he was cool with uh, Trader Truth and other people. I yeah, think he had ties in Houston. Yeah, he born, he was born in Houston. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so it's, that, that's wild that him and Steven Jackson looked that much alike. Though. Yeah, they related. They just don't know it. <laughs> but to Ice Cube. Yeah. Um, Man, this is going to contradict what I just got done saying. But, I mean, we're in crazy time, so here it is. People like Ice Cube, I would expect to be prepared to go on Good Morning America because he's been doing this for so long. I see to me, Ice Cube is that nigga that white people are comfortable with, but then once he gets in the boom, he gonna body y'all. And it's kind of like what I expected. 
I expected them to come in and they thought that he was going to hit them with the, what's the name of it? Are we there yet? Big yeah. three. The, you know, the new Ice Cube. I feel like the, it would have been a good opportunity for him, them to go pull that. And that's what they thought they were getting. And they're going to get some explanations like that. And then for him to get up there with the White Sox hat on, straight dough boy. Like, mm-hmm. giving it to him raw. I thought that he would take an opportunity to do that because he has enough skin in the game to where I feel like a radical Good Morning America appearance won't hurt his business as much as it would someone else. Uh, he he has a lot more power in what he does as far as being uh, one of the the main stakeholders in his businesses, whether it be the movie Q Vision or the Big Three League. So I feel like he got a little leeway to get up there and, and make white people uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel like that he he missed out on an opportunity to make white people very uncomfortable, I, and he I, has the ability to do that. Look, I think I'm almost certain this was scheduled before this shit went off. Oh, facts. Uh, before everything popped off, this was scheduled, and I, so he may not have wanted to get on there in an emotional space, or worse. <laughs> get asked questions about whatever it is that he was up there for. No, and acting like none of the world acting like wasn't going on. That's the worst right there. That's, there's nothing worse than that. So mm-hmm. to avoid that situation that he may have been walking into, I'm not mad. He's using his better judgment because I swear I'd rather him do that than go up there and, and slip because I saw the take is one slip to erase everything you just got through naming about him. And it's a wrap. So I, I think that was a smart strategic play. We talked about people making sure you're able to communicate whatever it is that you want to say before you say it. Don't put yourself on live TV on Good Morning America and and you know if you're not prepared or if you're not in the headspace to talk. That I, I commend them because that's that's not easy to pull right there. Like that that was a smart play in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I ain't gonna knock him for it because, like I say, I'd be contradicting myself, uh, expecting something from him in this time period when people need time to process. I was, I ain't gonna lie. I would have enjoyed it though. I would have enjoyed Ice Cube up there putting the heat on people, asking the important questions, going straight uh, old school Ice Cube on. From I would have definitely enjoyed that. From a personal perspective, though, before we get out of here, um, what? It, after seeing all of this, two things. What do you yeah. think it was about this situation to elicit this big of a response? Because I, I, I mean, in my opinion, from what I'm seeing, this is probably the biggest response we've seen from an internet like this on social media, on the news. I haven't watched CNN. Like, and you said this in the group chat. You were spot on. I ain't watched CNN as much since Katrina. Like, period. I, yeah. I ain't sit and watch CNN and all like this since Katrina. Like and to put it in context for the people that wasn't around or wasn't watching CNN, nigga. CNN, I like with Katrina, I seen shit. I, I promise you, and I'm not exaggerating this. I was like, this can't be America. Like it was at a yeah. point during Katrina that I thought that they was like, might have been showing fake footage. That's how fucked up it was. Yeah, it was wild. And, That's crazy. I didn't see. Crazy, yeah. uh, but this is up there. Hey, I'm looking at CNN right now in the background on my iPad, and like it's still going on. We eight days strong, like they in LA right now, it's going down. Yep, and this is the eighth day in. But to answer your question, uh, part one of it is video. Uh, we had to speak on a smaller context, uh, like we did with Ray Rice. Like, mm. uh, it ain't that ain't the worst thing that a football player has done. It's the, the worst right. thing a nigga done on, on video. Though. That's the worst thing a nigga done seen on tape. Yeah. And for that, he was kicked out of the league. Now, to compare that to this situation, 
this ain't the first time a black person that got done like this. But this is the first time I think that we've seen him die on tape. I'm not sure that uh, my man in New York, Eric I can't Warner. believe it. Eric, I don't know that the whole thing was on tape. I'm not sure. I don't think I watched it. I tried not to watch that. But the reason that I watched this is part two of mine. Like, it's quarantine. Everybody was in the house. Like, this was the perfect, this was the perfect uh, thing as far as adding to it before it blow over or whatever it may be because everybody's sitting around people hadn't worked people are looking for a reason they're on edge anyway mm. like you're on edge anyway with everything that's been going on with the COVID stuff so I think that's part two part one of the video part two is people have time and part three is we we haven't been in a place like this in America you know, in a while, especially mm. in our lifetime. But this is the first time that we've been like in this place where leadership is so shaky. Yep. Even with George Bush, and we were talking about Katrina, and the George Bush don't like black people. That Kanye said, it's it. It appeared uh, that he still knew what he was doing, yeah. but he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, let me finish. He wasn't being effective. And part of it because he, people consider him to be dumb, but it, it it wasn't that he didn't care about black people. It's just he he's not good at what he does. Like you're not a good president. Your response wasn't right. You don't know how to do this right. You haven't surrounded yourself with the right people. With Trump, there's a, a, a more of a hatred in the air. Mm. People already feel like the the person who's at the helm of this country doesn't like them anyway. Do whether right or wrong, but they feel like that. There's an uncertainty with who's in charge as far as how he feels about some of the people in this country. And when you have those three things and, and you mix them up together, I think you get a, a larger response than you're used to getting with these situations because people seen it. People didn't have anything else to do. They got time to be out here in these streets. Most people are not working because their jobs have been shut down. They're unemployed, highest unemployment rate since the 50s. And then the leadership, the leadership of America has shown that right now, anyway, that this reaction is what's going to get results. Like Trump stokes the fire when it comes to this type of response, uh, yeah. as far as I'm going to respond to this with law and order and the, the, the Secret Service were waiting on you guys with big guns. If you had gotten in the White House, like he's stoking the flame here. Like he loved this shit. So I think you get a, a combination of all three of those things and you have what we're looking at right now. Yeah. Uh, what would you say the factors are? No, no, it's, those, those are absolutely it. I think, um, I think that a combination of, I don't think Bush knew what he was doing with Katrina either. However, with social media and people being a little bit more, you know, uh, you know, politically minded in the last, I don't know, 10 years or so, People are paying more attention, it seems like. When you add that to social media and then Trump not knowing what he's doing, it just amplifies it times 20. Trust me, if Bush had social media when he was <laughs> fumbling the Katrina shit, it would be on the same level. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like people would be more aware of he didn't really know what the hell he was doing or how many ways he jackballed it. We're able to see literally in real time how many ways Trump is fumbling the situation. Um, so that that is doesn't well, help at that all. A, but I think that there's a, the the point of that is I think that there's a difference in the intention. Like I think tr Trump intentionally does this, and I think George Bush is he was there because of his name and was oblivious to how dumb he was. Like I don't, 
and it doesn't make it right. Please don't make I don't want people to think that I'm taking up for one or the other. But with Trump is a more like bring it on. Yeah. Like, come on, y'all like bring it on. And with Bush, it was more like, oh, what's going on now? Yeah. What's happening? So I think that those are that's the difference in my opinion. Yeah, but I, I do think that the coronavirus plays a huge part. Like I, yeah. If if shit was normal and this happened, I'm not sure it would have elicited the same response. No. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I can't definitively say no, because again, the people didn't, the, the, what kick, and this is what people need to understand. What kicks off the, the protests and all that is because the cops don't get arrested and charged. That is what kicks things off. It's not just the fact of the act of what he did, which was terrible. It's the response to it and the lack of accountability by the police department and the police chief or whoever is running shit over there that is supposed to charge the people with what they're supposed to get charged with. When that doesn't happen, that's when you get the reaction that you see. A lot of people lose sight of that and they like to skip over that. <laughs> but yeah. I don't want people to forget that. It's because they don't get charged and nothing happens to them. They get paid administrative leave or they get fired or whatever. All, you know, all that little bullshit. No, nigga. We want th what happens to them to be the same as if I murdered somebody. I don't just get fired from my job and paid administrative leave if I mark somebody. So that's, especially what, on camera. that's what angers people. Yeah, especially on camera. And like we say, it's it's the optics of it again. You have the Ahmaud Arbery case that was on film as well. See? Those like those weren't police. Yep. Like it's it looks different when it's a person that you're supposed to a person who's supposed to be enforcing the rules. Yeah. Like those people are that gunned down Ahmaud Aubrey and murdered him, they look like redneck hillbilly renegades. Yep. Like as soon as that video starts, you, you pretty much know what you're gonna get there. The back of the truck with the rifles. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what that the, the, the clip looked not like taking, it was in a time to kill. Yeah, exactly. Not taking anything away from what happened. Please don't think that. But the difference in the optics is with the dude that killed the police officer, excuse me, the police officer that killed George. Like it was just the, the look on his face. The whole nine. Like he yeah. got a police. Yeah, he got a police uniform on, and then you're sitting there watching, and you're like, he can't. Like he's got to. He's gonna let him up, right? You know what I mean? Like you're yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that in your head, and you're like, damn, it's, he just killed this man. All of those way into it. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. Hey, if we go out, man, and the cops on my neck like that, man. Hey, do not film a goddamn thing. Hey, push that nigga off me, bro. Like, if you get tased, if you get beat up, if you get arrested, I'm pay, I'll pay for all of that. But don't let the nigga just kill me, though, bro. Like, yeah, I, I, and I look, somebody I, and got I'm a bomb rushing to take it in or something. Look, I, I'm not, bro, you got to understand, like, to us watching this, those eight minutes felt like forever. Bro, when you're in that situation, that shit probably felt like 30 seconds, bro. Like, like they, time moves a little differently when you're in a situation. And if people have never been outside the house, then I wouldn't expect them to understand that. But if you've been outside the house, time moves differently when you're live in it. It doesn't feel the same. So I'm, yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't hold nothing necessarily against the people who are there filming because no one actually thought that he would kill him in front of everybody. But... I'm just telling you and anybody listening that is with me and we're out and the motherfuckers on my, I am telling you now, push the nigga off me and I will handle anything monetarily that comes after that dude. As long as we're both alive at the end of it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
Well, that's a fact. Like, please, any of my friends, go on and take it L with me. Like, don't let the motherfucker kill me, man. We got too much to do uh, to lose our lives with a knee on our neck. That's and a fact. Like you said, like, they're, they're, one of the things that has to happen from this is the fear that people have, especially us black people, police officers, that there needs to be some type of legislation that removes that fear. It would start there. Mm. And I know me and Big Jeff go, uh, shout out to Big Jeff from FSP, we go back and forth about our local elections and the effectiveness of it. Uh, but what I would, there are changes that can happen with this, and I, we could end and leave it here. One of the things that I would like to see happen and I think can happen uh, without any legislative change or without any um, really major drastic step that can't be taken. We talked about this before in the group chat. I'm not sure we mentioned it here. In response to this, if you had your black athletes going to HBCUs now, mm. like just pulling all out of PWIs together, like just just because all the major black athletes, football and basketball, start going to HBCUs. And how people listen to their own follow sports or anything like, well, Lou, that's stupid. What are you talking about? Here's my thought process behind it. And I'm not saying this is a perfect plan. This is what I thought about and came up with. You get those athletes to go to the HBCUs and they start the athletics there when athletes and sports get started back, if, if things go back to normal. The money from the corporations like ABC and the big, the big TV people who have the most money to air these games that they give to Duke and the, the PWIs now, that money's going to start going to where the athletes are in the HBCUs. Mm. Now, that money you use, of course, to make the sporting facilities better, but you use that money as well, in my opinion, to make it a the, the, the number one priority in each of those HBCUs, their political science is, is, is their baby. Like, we're going to teach political science to the people coming in. They're going to get the best political science teachers. That way, black people learn more about government. Mm. And make it a mandatory requirement if you're going to HBCUs and you know about your government. Like you've taken classes from the best people at these HBCUs who've now gotten this money from the athletes coming there. And you've made sure that all of these political science programs can compete with the best in the country from the PWIs or wherever else. And you start funneling a system, or excuse me, funneling people from that system into government, into local government, people that are strong enough to take what they've learned and take that from local government to national government. Mm -hmm. Using that program of from athletes that can do something right now, young athletes that can start right now going to HBCUs, they'll start diverting money to HBCUs. HBCUs in turn use that money to make the strongest political science teams, programs that you see in this country and make it a uh, a prestige point of all HBCUs that we're going to be the best at political science that we could be. We're going to use the money and allocate it towards that. You use those people to get out of their program and put them in government, put them in politics, put them in positions of power. That way you have a, a fundamental basis of what we need as a people. And you take that fundamental basis and you gravitate it up the line. Right now, I think that fundamental basis is being gravitated up the line because people Everybody, like in local politics that makes the national politics, don't have that fundamental base. If you start teaching that fundamentally as black people, I think we can be very effective. I, I agree a thousand percent. And as you noticed from, because I'm going to piggyback off of that, but as you noticed from the things that I mentioned that I saw that I liked, there's more than one way to get some shit done. Yep. Um, Jay-Z made a call. Drake sent some bread. Um, Cole and MGK marched. Like, you know what I'm saying? There, there's more than one way you can affect change and kind of play your part. 
Um, I have three examples before we close this out of how I think um, things can be changed. And one of those is, will be for me directly. But piggybacking off of what you said, number one, um, I think it's cool. I, I think the HBCU thing is, is definitely mandatory. But people need to learn to we need to get in those positions of change where it's a, you know, it's a judge seat or it's it's all in that political science realm to where we get more familiar faces in them. And I, I'm working on something back home with my brother's home. And I had my realtor tell me some shit that I, that blew my mind. He said, bro, make sure. And if anybody doesn't know, my brother passed away last year. And so my mom is trying to figure out what to do with the property. He is, my man is telling me like, bro, if people come to you trying to buy it, which they already have, don't, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't pay attention to none of that shit. And my question I asked, and I said, bro, how do they know to come and call? Like, how do they call me and my mom? Like, how, how do they know this shit? He said, bro, the judges are at, at the courtrooms. They're over the probate courts. When people lose property to divorce, when people lose property to death, they see who's on there. They get that list, and they call their contractor buddies, and they let them know to be on the lookout for property X, Y, and Z. And then if somebody doesn't show up to the probate court, they pass that property over to their contractor buddy who happened to be in the courtroom that day to get that unclaimed property for cheap. I said all that to say we need people in those places that look like you and I that can do those same type of things for our community because so we can get a damn heads up for once in our life on some shit. And the only way we do that is if people want to grow up to be judges or they want to grow up to be poli sci majors and they understand that there's career paths that you can take with that. Lawyers, judges, and make money. All of that type yeah. of shit. You um, can make money doing that shit too. But I think what what need the education of what you can do and like you ain't even gotta be a politician. You can be a lobbyist. Like you can yep. you can you can have an initiative that's good for blacks and, and go speak to that and be paid for it. There's a lot of, of, of places we need to just have an influx of black culture. Yeah. Like, not, I ain't talking about entertainment. I'm talking about black thought process. That's a great story that you told. But, like, if that judge sitting there and his thought process is not on a racist shit or anything like that, shit, I know my, my homeboy can, can use this. And that's going to make his business better. And he's going to make a lot of money. This and hell, he'll give me a kickback. Shit, exactly. That's how, America that's how works. it works, bro. It works we like just it everywhere ain't else. privileged <laughs> to it. Yeah, we just not privileged to it. Like, right. it, 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 I, yeah, we just not privileged to it. And and that that that's one. Number two, I, I, I want to see more organization. Let me let me pose this. What if, and it, my thought came from this in the group chat. Shout out to Jay hove He had mentioned something of what was going on in Nashville. Um, I think Thursday or Friday night when it started, when they started uh, to protest. Earlier in the night, the only places that were getting hit were government official buildings. What if, tell me if this would make any difference whatsoever, if we protested in the major cities, Miami, Atlanta, New York, Nashville, Chicago, L.A., and we, instead of, you know, walking up and down Main Street or whatnot and then breaking into Lenox, what if we all only set the courtrooms on fire in all of those ma in twelve major cities, bro? All only only the government courtrooms got vandalized or got on fire or whatever you want to call it. That's it. In my opinion, that sends a different message to those who need to see it because it shows unity 
in the destruction, that gives you a little bit more leverage to make sure that we come out on the right side of this uh, when they do come down with these convictions or these guilties and not guilties. That gives you a little bit of leverage, in my opinion, am I off in thinking that? Mm. No, absolutely not. Anytime that you have organized strikes, it puts a lot more fear in the person or people that it's happening to. Because like you said, the organization part of it, okay, there's an effectiveness to this. That's going to put fear in the hearts because you don't know what's next and you know people are organized to pull it off. Yep. So I don't think that you're off in that. I don't think that, that that's off at all. Getting it done would be, I think, another part. Of course, like, of course. That, that's the out. tough part. And I think that's what Killer Mike was speaking of and talking, like, moving strategically. I, Charlemagne, yeah. Charlemagne talks about this a lot, too. Like, mm. black people being able to have conversations offline is very important. Huge. Like, we, we like to play. Huge. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want it to be flagged for terrorism on our podcast. Right, right, but, right. like, if that's to plan something like that, very important to being able to talk offline with people who about their life as well. For sure. And then lastly, for me personally, because I was talking about this with my gal the other night, and she asked the question. She was like, how would you um, enact change or how would you support the movement? Because I'm not, listen, I'm too old and I don't like people that much, so I'm not going to march. Like, I'm not I'm not going to be around that many people. It's just not my, my scene. That's not the thing that I'm into. Um, but how I can affect it and how we can, I told her for the first time in my life, I'm going to pay attention to the local elections. I've never done it in my life and I'm not, um, I, I, that's not cool or anything like that. I just haven't. I've never paid attention to the local shit. There was one year down here when I went to go vote and I believe um, I was at the ballot, bro. And I, I think I knew like maybe one name, you know, I think I knew Stacey Abrams, bro. That was it. That's all I knew. And I was, other than that, I was clicking the random fucking names. I didn't know anybody. And then one thing <laughs> caught my eye. I saw something that said um, something about mimosas. And I was like, I was like, what is this? So I'm reading the thing that's like, it was something about um, serving, to serve mimosas the on vote. Sunday. Well, it was the vote to serve alcohol before 12. In Georgia, it was a law. Uh, you couldn't serve alcoholic beverages before 12. Uh, you had to cut it off at a certain time at 11 and had to be, couldn't serve it again until 12 the next day. And that affected brunch and Right. Like football, tailgating, things like that. So that that caught my eye. I was like, damn, I didn't know shit like this was on here. And then the next so then that made me pay attention to the next couple of questions. And then the next question was something about like like weed, like marijuana laws, like how much yeah, should something be a felony? And I was like, damn, well, I didn't I was like, wait, what? That <laughs> like, one was to, to legalize uh cannabis oil here in Georgia. Uh the vote was if you could you could have it but you couldn't grow it or buy it here, which is they got a lot of backlash for. So you could be the vote was to allow people to be in possession of cannabis oil because it found to help kids and seizures and things of that nature. Uh but you couldn't buy it or grow it. So how the fuck are you supposed to get it? Right. So that but yeah, so I know what you're talking about. I say that to say I'm thinking that elections are person A versus person B, choose one, keep it moving. Mm -hmm. But there was actually some shit, and I was thinking to myself, damn, I should probably pay more attention to this. But then this whole situation brought those feelings back up. So for this time, and I asked for a couple of um, pieces of information that I can follow. You sent me two dope podcasts. I've been listening to both of them. Um, so I, I am, I'm going to do my part in paying more attention to the local elections 
And just kind of just diving more into that, man. Like, I've got time on my hands to do all this extra shit. I I don't watch every movie on Netflix. I don't watch every series on HBO. I'm pretty sure I can take some time out to pay attention to the local elections and see who's what and what's really popping off and uh, and, and see what that do. I'm going to dip my toe into that. And now I'm going to put you on the spot. What are you going to do? You don't gave great examples of what everyone else can do. What are you personally, Spike Lou, going to do moving forward that is different uh, from what you have done before to uh, kind of aid in the cause, so to speak? That, that, that's a great question, uh, first and foremost. And what I plan on doing is similar to what you said. Uh, I try to involve myself locally as far as listening to those podcasts and knowing the information. But one thing that, and I listened to the 50 Cent book that gave me this advice, and uh, you said you finished it, the, the just do it part. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, just do it. I've been playing a political podcast for a while to have those conversations, so I'm going to do that. And even on a more personal level, like, those guys are accessible. Your city councilmen, uh, your uh, community organizers. I want to make it my mission to have better relationships with those people in my city, not even just in my district. Mm. But I want to understand because I have my doubts about local politics. So I want to understand their fight more. I want to meet councilmen here in Atlanta. Mm. I want to meet councilmen out in, in the you know, surrounding, really East Point out where, you know, we record and do a business and there's a lot of black people. But I want to develop relationships with those people to understand what it is that I could be doing better or what it is using our platform that we could provide, uh, even with a political show spinoff that's going to come to Realville. But knowing the best information to be able to relay it and articulate it in a way where people can be effective, myself included, is my plan. And I plan on doing that by, like I said, developing those relationships, just doing stuff like 50 said in the book, going out, shaking hands, sitting in on city council meetings. Those are open to the public, asking questions while they're uh, it's very easy. We come up in a generation of coolness where you can sit in the back of a room and, and you try to play the, you know, just peeping everybody out. I want to make it my mission more just to introduce myself, ask more questions of people walk up. Kevin Hart said this on that Joe Rogan interview. I know you heard that. You yep. listened to that. Um, he was talking about when he met Elon Musk and he was with his homeboy and Kevin Hart said he was excited. He was like, man, that's Elon Musk. I'm going to go introduce myself. And his homeboy was like, nah, bro, don't do that, man. You're going to make yourself look nah, silly. Jeff Kev- Bezos. Oh, yeah, excuse me, Jeff Bezos, yeah. yeah. His homeboy was like, Jeff Bezos, excuse me, his homeboy was like, don't do that, man. You're going to make yourself look silly, you Kevin Hart. And I think our generation, especially Kevin Hart is about our age, a little bit older, we, we, we're we bad at that. And it's going to be my personal mission to get out of that, going to introduce myself to people and, and, and picking up game from them, figuring out what I could do to be better. And I'm holding you to that because when these city council meetings pop off, I'm gonna be in, I'm gonna be on there taking pictures and shit. If you ain't in there, I'm letting everybody know that nigga. I told the nigga pull up and you pull up. One hundred percent. We de- definitely can hold each other accountable for that because I plan on being. Uh, I, I want to get involved in that way and, and to be able to talk about those things confidently, like I've spoken about all through this podcast, and to be comfortable in those situations, you have to put yourself there. It's yeah. one thing to read listen and relay information that you think is happening, but to have a conversation with somebody and really get feedback from them and to see different perspectives, not through a book or TV or a tweet, but from a real person, that's very important now, especially. 100%, man. Hey, we appreciate y'all hanging in there. We had to do a a little different episode this week. We were going to talk about that gangster gives and it hurt me not to talk about it, but we had to switch it up. 
Uh, facts, man. And we'll, we'll touch base on that Gangster Gibbs uh, at some point in time. I do have a put on, though. Okay, and talk this, to me. This came across my timeline. And y'all tell people, y'all just watch this at your own risk and take what it would take from it what you may. I'm not co-signing. Okay. It's a documentary on YouTube called Out of the Shadows. Out of Shadows. Excuse me. And it talks about it's if you've seen Zeitgeist, it's similar to that. I remember that. I watched it over your house. If you've seen that, it's similar to that. It's an hour, 17 minutes. Really good. At the very least, it's um, interesting. What in what content? What are we talking about? What is it? I, it's I, like I clicked Zeitgeist. a little bit. I didn't get to get all the way in. What is on some media yeah. shit? It's talking about media and how the media is influence your your thought process. What influences the media and what they're going by got to do with the CIA. It talks about the, what made me click on it. Is you remember when Hove did the 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 the, the shit with the artist there? He had the big gold rope on. He had the white button up and that yeah. The he got the picture joint. with the white yeah. yeah. You know he got the picture with the white lady. They were forehead to forehead. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Okay, so that's what made me click on it. And, like, there's some accusations out there about her that I'm not going to make here. I'll let people read up on them. But just Google her name, bro, and, like, go to YouTube and look at some of the videos she got up. That shit's crazy. Yeah. That's all I'll say. Fair enough. That shit shit wild. Um, My put on is going to be a little more lighthearted than that deep-ass shit that you just hit me with. Um, A a new show, I just finished uh, Defending Jacob on Apple TV+. Plus. I recommend that. It's a lawyer-type joint, kind of in the vein of uh, a murder happens, and it's like, did the kid do it? Did he not? Kind of like, uh, what's the joint on HBO that one time, man? Uh, night of night, it's kind of like night of, kind of in that same vein. But they said this one was a little bit better though. Oh, okay, I might check that out because night of night of didn't stick the landing. But this is different because the the kid, his dad, is the prosecuting attorney, and so it's it's they showed a different perspective. They showed the prosecuting attorney who's usually the dad in that prosecuting seat. the kid. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. He, no, the dad is the prosecutor, and he's the one on this case. But then when the suspect is, it turns out to be his son. He got to be removed. Right? He got to be removed, but it's showing how going through that process from the eyes of the person who would normally be on the other side. So it was a it was a mean flip on the traditional. Uh, so he knew did all the tricks and the trade, and he knew what exactly. they were setting him up for. Okay, and, and, and he taught the nigga that's prosecuting his son. He taught him. So it's it's dope. Like he taught him all the tricks and dude using the tricks on his son. Like it's hard. Like I got I was impressed. It got it got Captain America and I can't remember that nigga name, but it's a it was a pretty good show. It was it's only eight episodes and the ending, I say they stuck it. My homeboy say they didn't. It's one of those type of endings, but it, it's one that'll have a conversation. So it's I in my opinion, it's worth watching. Take your mind off the shit going on right now. Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna check that out. I guess I'll use my free what seven day trial. Is is, it, is that completed? Yeah, I think it's seven days. Yeah, it's seven days. I mean, eight, that series is that over? Yeah, it's over. Eight episodes. Oh, yeah, I, I can be in jail. I'll check that out. Um, y'all be safe out there, man. We appreciate you guys listening. Let us share our thoughts as we sign off. Now I'm looking to see it in streets of Seattle, full L.A., Atlanta, Chicago, New York. Uh, they still pumping strong. Shout out to the people overseas, man, to listen yeah, to this crazy. show and have been holding it 
down. I seen like I was shocked. I seen Amsterdam, yep. New Zealand. <clears throat> like shout out to Black Lives and and them at mattering all over the world, man. Absolutely, um, man. If if you have a size thirteen in them Dior's, y'all somebody holler. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> y'all got the Balenciagas. I need them runners. Holler, your boy. That's funny. That's very oh, funny. Shit. Hey, now nah, we out, man. Y'all be safe, man. We appreciate y'all. <laughs>